Hey everybody, welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 638, being recorded on July 21st, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peek. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Sprungberg. You can find out when we go live for events like this podcast recording session by going to pcper.com slash subscribe and subscribing to our spam list where we'll spam you with notifications about YouTube notifications that you may or may not get until we're actually live. Uh, you can also support us by going to patreon.com slash pcper. Uh, do we have any new patron Patreon news, Brett? I want to thank... Mr. Zarek, who has a really cool avatar image. I just want to say very, very dead eye kind of thing going on. Mm. So okay. great Check to out. have you here. Thank you for supporting yes. this whole crazy going on and, and keeping this uh, the wheels on the bus. Thank you very much. Smoothly yeah. transitioning to Bam. camera to burger Bam. of the... So I've, I've had this Bam. one multiple times before. Thanks, Kitty. <laughs> Apparently, she. <laughs> Cat, come here. It's all about the timing. It is. Anyway, uh, today's burger is, is the classic. It's one of my original favorites from them. It's the Hayfire. Hayfire is an extra spicy uh, burger with, you know, double patties. For some reason, they put lettuce, uh, onions, and, and tomatoes on there. I didn't, I didn't specify that, and also a small slice of bacon, which was an interesting surprise. But I'll take it. But anyway, the, the hay fire is, is two patties, two buns, fresh chopped jalapenos, uh, mm. a pepper relish. But this time, they they didn't have pepper relish, so they did pretty much full chilies, um, roasted green chilies. It was it was quite quite good and then uh topped off with a chipotle mayo and it's uh no and also uh uh pepper jack no is it pepper yeah pepper jack cheese and so uh it's it's a fantastic overall experience it's nice and spicy uh because of the spiciness i i had to have a salad instead of uh instead of fries kitty approves i guess what are you doing cat you want a burger I don't want to split no. hairs here, Josh, just for clarification. When you said it had two patties, two buns, I'm only seeing one bun. Are you counting the top and bottom of a single uh, bun? Top and bottom, buns? so yeah. That's yeah. not two buns. Josh, I'm uh, sure I'm curious is. about the bacon. Was that an unusual uh, include? Was that an ad hoc thing? It, it was the, uh... because it, it usually is not in there, but it wasn't mm. you know, like a bunch of strips of bacon. It was just like one small piece. You think it was just like a accident? lonely... Like they'd started to make a bacon and cheeseburger and like, wait, 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 which one did you order again? And they had yeah. to, but they yeah. they like what the hell is I can't the take that fire? bacon off. I'm gonna have to throw it away. I'm gonna leave it on there yeah. as a surprise. It's great. Yep, yep, works out. Yeah, fantastic. It's like a, it's like a junior bacon cheese. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. Nice and messy. Tasty went down quick. Mm. We're still talking about the burger, right? Yes, we are. All right. mm. As is tradition here at PC Perspective, last week we recorded our podcast uh, the night before. Huge news broke in the industry. So then here we are to talk about it almost a week late. So if you're still curious or still feel like talking about the real Switch Pro. And by the way, I'm, I was actually proud. I channeled Jeremy when I wrote this. And of course, since stories uh, default to all caps, you can't see all the like uh, inter cap nonsense I was doing. 
but the title of the article is Valve's Steam Deck is the pro handheld that might make you switch to Linux. Get it? Because it's like the Switch Pro, but they didn't announce it's, the Switch Pro. It's clever. It's kind clever. Of. It's okay. But it's yeah. just, it's the it's the Steam Deck, not Stream Deck. Not Steam the deck. Elgato Steam Stream Deck. It's the deck. Steam mm. Deck. So you had two clever vectors going on. I don't know on. why it's the Steam Deck. But it's an AMD-powered handheld for PC gamers, writes uh, Sebastian Peak at PCPro.com. And if you're not familiar with the specs yet, somehow, and you care, it's AMD. It's basically like mini PS5. Think about it that way. Because it's a, a custom APU with Zen 2 CPU cores and RDNA 2 GPU cores. That's right. I said RDNA 2. This is that mythical RDNA 2 powered APU that we so desperately need in the age of zero graphics cards availability. But it's going to be in a handheld PC. What do you guys think about this thing so far? It's just, I, it's not GCN. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's all you have Good to say. Good for them. It's four to 15 <laughs> watts. Yes. And it's custom silicon. It's yeah. the display is 16 by 10. Yeah, and very it's, nice. It's, it, Nicely if, played. If you're wondering how will I be able to play my library of Steam games on something that's only up to 15 watts, well, the screen resolution is 1280 by 800. And I mean, I used a laptop with a 1280 by 800 screen in 2009 as my everyday machine. It was fine, and this has significantly smaller pixels than that because the screen's only seven inches. So I don't think it'll look bad. 215 I, PPI, I believe. That's that's fine something like that. for something that's not that yep. close to you. It, it, the, the Nintendo Switch is fairly popular. has about a 7-inch screen. It's only 6.2. The I, new one has a 7. I think maybe you, you undersold it at fairly, but yeah. Right. But it's a 1280 by 720 display. So this one is a little bit taller, 80 more pixels vertically, but essentially the same form factor as a Switch. And instead of playing Nintendo games, you have your whole Switch library, or your, your whole... Steam <laughs> library. Steam. <laughs> yeah. Until it's, somebody hacks a Switch emulator onto it, but sure. Well, right, because it's it's a PC. It's the well, most it's a, it's a gaming Linux, power it's a you've PC. ever held, says the no. Steam Deck Stream Deck website. It's three hundred ninety nine bucks if you get the one that has eMMC sixty four gigs. Sixty four gigs. Yep. If you want an NVMe SSD, which I think is just a little thirty millimeter one, it's, it's the short one. Yeah. It's going to cost you. Um, it's what five hundred and twenty-nine. Yeah, five ninety-nine. Now they do yeah, imply twenty-nine. Let's not spread misinformation. Five twenty-nine. All right. Yeah. And then the five hundred and twelve gigabyte model. That's the five twenty-nine is for two fifty-six. The five hundred and twelve gigabyte model is six hundred and forty-nine dollars. So one hundred and twenty dollars more to double. Or eight hundred and nineteen in Canada. Yeah. But the other I, I have this. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I have this to say about eMMC. It's robust. It's not very fast. Okay. But it Thanks. is robust. No. Uh, yep. the, the more expensive model has anti-glare etched glass, Brett. Does that sound familiar Ooh. to you? Who you know, etches it does. their glass? Well, there's a little company with a fruit in its name. Yeah. So, plus you get some other... Yeah, but it comes in an exclusive carrying case. I yeah. See, they do throw Wait, that you, in. I thought you got That's, the... Car- okay, there's a different carrying case. I, I will... Uh, I'm going to be transparent here. I ordered one. I ordered the Good middle one. In fact, okay, what I did was I ordered the chance to buy it later, because that's how this works. You reserve <laughs> yeah. it for $5. <laughs> yeah. 
because $5 proves that you're a human being, I guess. And then uh, yeah. when it's available, they'll email me, apparently. Do they give you that 5 bucks back? If I cancel the pre-order? No. I'm assuming go it goes the towards the, the price. I hope so. I hope I'm not paying $5 for the privilege of buying this later. Yeah. I mean, would, I think you terrible. might be. Great. Okay. Well... <laughs> I, hey, you know what? I heard that they were all of the variants were equipped with the NVMe um, interface, but I would and so. I think they throw in a caveat as far as um, being user accessible. They say don't. I, I read I read through their their website and they say while you know it is replaceable, don't don't even try. Not sure why. And that's definitely going to stop everyone. No, it will stop no one. Yeah, but oh, how many one terabyte of those mini cards have you ever seen? The twenty two thirties. I haven't seen. Yeah, any. yeah, not, not really many. Any. None. So that does explain a little bit the the fact that it is over a hundred dollars more to get a five twelve. This is going to be a more expensive form factor. I don't know. Anybody uh, order one of these? Are you interested? Yeah, I am. I I think uh, if I didn't know it was uh, five bucks to get in line, I think I'm going to go probably do that. Well, at this point, it looks uh, based on the pictures that I saw, it looks physically larger than a switch. Yeah, I think it is a little bit chunkier. Another important difference is to note that the there is a dock. I did see that that there was a dock uh, USB-C connected. So it's not like a physical kind of drop in uh, connection like, you know, people would be used to with the switch. It's a it's a wire. Well, yeah, but it's but it's you know physically on the dock versus the dock they're is just implying a piece of plastic. that it's wired. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I own one. Brett, do you own a Nintendo Switch? Do you have one in your house? Uh, I have had it in my house in more than one in my house multiple times. Yes. Oh, okay. All my right, kids fine. spilled a soft drink on somebody that we knew's Switch. Nice. Oops. Not really. Oh, Josh. he's nineteen years old, and he oh. just spilled it. It's like. Let's Dude. Yes, Let's David, the, the dock is a USB-C cable. Quickly. Yes. It has those um, square trackpad things on both sides in addition to analog thumbsticks and a D-pad. There's just a whole bunch going on here. And they went with the left-right mic, too. I thought that was Boy, I wonder if you can disable the trackpads. You have to be able to because yeah. you get hot and heavy into a game with your thumbsticks and you start oh, dragging yeah, over the yeah. trackpad. Mm-hmm. That ain't yeah. good. Well, and if you're really hot and heavy, it's gonna it's got a gyro in it, so it actually moves and aim changes your aim point if you move the damn thing as well. Hmm. So yeah, you could get really interesting with that. Mm-hmm. That's even more switch like, as is the location of the active cooling fan vents. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You can see where the inspiration was. It's like, hey, they can do an actively cooled thing, but this is significantly feeds, more powerful. Babies. 16 that is, speeds that is and feeds, lot. man. You know, it, it's a four core, eight thread. That's that's just a lot of CPU and GPU for that mm-hmm. much wattage. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of impressed. You I know, mean, you know, there, we, we, we all knew seven nanometer TSMC was good, and it's interesting that uh, you know Valve has apparently more than enough money that they can contract services for AMD for custom silicon. I imagine that is not inexpensive. Hmm. Yeah. You know what else is not inexpensive? Yes. Putting 16 gigs of LPDDR5 on board. Quad hmm. channel. Well, quad wow. 32-bit channels. 
but still, that's a decent yeah, amount it's of bandwidth. Good granularity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, there was a, a comment a little while back about uh, four core eight thread being enough to kind of play your Steam library. So, uh, is the cake a lie? Do we need the? Do we need eight cores? I think at twelve eighty cores, hundred, it's enough. All right, you got you've got a good That's point the, there. The key sure. there is the lower resolution. If they tried to release this at ten eighty, it mm-hmm. would have been a disaster. Yeah, twelve eighty okay. by hundred is so much easier to drive with even integrated yeah. graphics. So yeah. And these are these are RDNA two. There's eight CUs. It can go. It's a, a one to one point six gigahertz. This is more like the PS five than the Xbox, because it's going to depend on thermal headroom, I imagine, power limits. Right. Right. So if you're in something that's less CPU intensive and more GPU intensive, I imagine it's going to be able to clock up the GPU more. And then it has up to one point six teraflops of FP thirty two. That's. Uh, single precision and we're used to like the switch they measure everything in fp16 half precision which is how they Mm, got mm -hmm. their impressive numbers with the tegra soc so this is this is pretty legitimate and i believe it supports um higher resolutions through video out you could use this as a that would make sense desktop Mm. if you i wonder if they're gonna do fsr yeah it's interesting Let's it's essentially USB. VSync, uh, VSync enabled too because it's locked at 60 hertz. Yeah, let's see. USB That's for sure. DisplayPort 1.4 alt mode support up to 8K 60 or 4K 120. Doesn't say anything about variable refresh rate. USB 3.2 Gen 2. And all of these have, regardless of storage, they have a UHS I. It's a high speed micro SD slot. You'd kind of want it to be. Yeah. Which apparently you can store your games on. So if you don't mind slightly slower loading times than, say, the NVMe option. Or install random software on. True. Well, I mean, it's running a version of Arch, right? SteamOS, yeah. or whatever they're calling it, yeah. is it's based Arch. on Arch Linux. Correct. And that was, that was the other big concern is, well, what do you mean my whole Steam library? This is running Linux. Put Windows on it. You would never want to put Windows on something that you want to be. I don't want my no. Steam Deck constantly rebooting to install even more bloatware updates. But think of your battery life. Think of your battery life, people. There's this thing called Proton, and yep. they're going to be working from now until this launches in December on getting even more support for this. So that was the the pledge was that they were going to be working with developers and mm-hmm. getting this thing ready. So you have. Yep marquee games that you can play on it right away and proton it it adds a there's a little bit of overhead but i mean you're playing windows software on linux so it's yeah the fact that it works as well as it does especially again for something with the screen resolution this low it should be should be okay i'm looking forward to it i think i got my pre-order in in time for the first wave i might be wrong about that it might be q1 2022 instead of or was that the earliest? Because right now, if you I order, think Q one twenty two was the earliest. Okay, because right now it's Q two if you reserve. Oh, okay. So if you missed out on wave one. No it's problem. Right. You can be in wave two. And I there I was all sorts of that. problems initially. If you looked on Twitter uh, right when it launched, it was crashing for everybody. You couldn't log into Steam. I tried for about five minutes. Finally got logged in, and then it took me another five or so to actually complete the purchase. Yeah, apparently they were having some issues that day. Yeah. 
Well, the, the, apparently the, the demand is there. Or it was just yeah. bots. We never know. Hmm. Can you mine on it? <laughs> it's no fifteen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a Probably lot of uh, LPDDR five on there. I mean, yeah. Next topic. This I immediately. Anytime I see these words, I think of Josh. Global oh, yeah. foundries. And then mm. Josh. There are mm. some rumors swirling around. Josh, are there not? They're rebranding themselves. What else? No what else besides three? is there a globe? What else? Well, they're going to build another fab in New York. Yep. And they're expanding the New York fab as well. Okay, let's talk about the news from last week. Besides, are they, oh, that are they playing hard? Tom are they playing hard to get? Change. Are they playing yeah, hard no, to Intel. get, Josh? There, there was yeah, a well, rumor Intel. that Intel's going to buy them for $30 billion. True or false? Yeah. Nobody knows. Hmm. Uh, Global Foundry says no. Okay. Moobdala is, is not uh, saying anything, and Intel's sort of not saying anything. But uh, apparently, uh, some people behind the scenes have, have said that Intel is talking directly to Moobdala and uh, inquiring about uh, purchasing it. So it's interesting that Moobdala also was invested heavily in AMD, and then they dropped their investment, which was obviously in hindsight a pretty poor move but uh you know who who would have thought that amd would have rebounded as well as they have which you know historically speaking they always seemingly have so that's that was a bad move on on Mubdala. um but yeah uh, i would it would make sense in ways for intel to try to get in on more foundry business um Global Foundries is really one of the world leaders in in uh, uh, fully depleted SOI, uh, mixed signal type stuff. So you've got analog and digital on the same chip. Uh, they do that very, very well with uh, their 22 uh, nanometer FDSOI or FDX22, I think. I can't remember the, the exact names. Um, you know, they, they still sell plenty of stuff. They They... Uh, cover automotive really well. I think they have some ISIO certification. I can't remember again um, for that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, they're they're staying busy. I mean, they're not doing as well as they hope. There's they they had to cut back on their cutting edge stuff. It doesn't mean that they're not eventually moving in that direction. We just haven't heard a whole lot about it. And I mean, they they did say, you know, we're not going to seven nanometer anytime soon. But I still have, you know, working 14 nanometer, 12 nanometer, 22, uh, older, you know, their their 28 nanometer high K metal gate is actually still a really good product uh, uh, for certain use case scenarios. So, you know, they're staying busy. Uh, Intel could have utilized the extra fab space, um, could have gotten a lot of really good uh, IP out of it, because if you remember, IBM pretty much gave... Uh, Global Foundries, their fabs and test fabs, and a billion dollars to kind of just get it off their hands. And um, so, I mean, they've got a lot of good engineers, scientists, R&D, uh, really cutting-edge stuff that, that they haven't brought to market, but it's just kind of sitting there waiting. So, uh, you know, it's 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 interesting that Intel would, would have made that move in that direction. But, you know, TSMC is making some, some good money. And the demand for... Um, you know, third-party foundries is at an all-time high right now. 
and uh, it would make sense for you know somebody to take a look in this in this direction. And Josh, you don't need to, you don't need to be on cutting edge, uh, you know, the lowest smallest mm-hmm. form factor in order to make a ton of money. The automotive industry does not need seven nanometer chips. Seven nanometers, <laughs> for instance. Yeah, yeah, and. But I mean, you know, Global Foundries—it's still a privately owned. Well, it's it's owned by Mubdala, Mubadala. I can't remember how. Boy, I'm just losing it tonight. But um, Mubadala. So we don't know a lot of their financials. They're but they're they're planning an IPO in next sometime next year. Uh, so then we'd get some some vision into uh, how they're doing. But you know, apparently they haven't been doing great. Um, Again, Mubadala wants to kind of move away from them, and again, that's that's an impetus for this uh, this IPO that potentially is coming up next year. Okay, I was hoping for all sorts of fireworks and the theories about you know why would they be acquiring Global? Is it just for their fab? Do they need this? Well. I mean, they don't need it, but uh, they've had several, you know, attempts to open their own fabs up to third-party foundry work, and that has not gone swimmingly. And so, buying up these guys and being able to, you know, double your your wafer capacity and still have all of these other relationships with the other companies with other companies. Uh, you're, you're able to kind of balance out all of your manufacturing, even in times where CPUs may not be selling as well, or you don't have a product that is as competitive. And uh, sometimes you have some some fab space that that could be utilized in other things that they'll they'll have this this knowledge and base to uh, kind of lean upon to help them through. So I don't know. I mean, that's that's entirely speculative there, but we'll see. All right. Well, I don't think it's going to happen, though. Oh, you don't? It was interesting, but the, it's probably not. The acquisition, you don't think it's going to go through? But what about yeah. the, the tantalizing prospect of uh, anti-competitive? Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough sell, especially with uh, uh, the U.S. government, um, you know, spending upwards of 25 to $50 billion in uh, domestic manufacturing, and suddenly Intel comes in and scoops in global foundries, and... Uh, that's you know it's it's Intel, who now has Global Foundries, and there's like Micron, and Samsung who have foundries in this country, and that's pretty much about it. Yeah, I thought TSMC Texas was building Texas. something in Arizona. Is that they're building? Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like 2025. There's yeah, a hole, okay. but we need it now. Oh, now. and and Intel. Now. I thought Intel also got U.S. government dollars to help them build something also in Arizona. I thought that was the case. There's this story going around about this MMO that I just heard about this morning because of this called New World. And it's from Amazon. Isn't that exciting? An MMO from Amazon that's in a closed beta right now. Who cares? Well, it turns (laughs) out that allegedly, if you have an RTX 3090, you should care because you will brick it by playing the game. And only RTX 3090s somehow. I don't know. There's theories about this, about the way that it has like a split power delivery on certain cards or the, the capacitor issue rearing its head know. again. Mm-hmm. But some, it, And here's the issue. A uncapped frame rate in the menus 
We're talking thousands of frames per second in a menu until the card, the switching components on the card just explode and doesn't work anymore. So I, I, reached, expensive. I reached out yeah. uh, to NVIDIA today. And what's interesting is it was Amazon. Amazon and NVIDIA are both looking into it. Amazon's the one who releases the statement. So looking over at video cards, because it was really, this is either going to be a, a driver issue or a developer issue, I thought. And I know that it's popular mm-hmm. yeah. online to either blame EVGA, because apparently mm-hmm. most of the people complaining are blaming EVGA. Or I think to, that's just circumstantial. Or to blame NVIDIA and because of the Space Invaders thing, like, aha, it's hardware. So... I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to be fair here. I'm not trying to defend anybody, but to me, this morning it's like, why they why they just patch it? Like just patch it so it's 60 frames per second or 120 or whatever it needs to be in the menu so this doesn't happen. Because I will tell you, I hear some horrible, horrible noises from Nvidia and AMD cards when you're in certain games menus. There's a mm-hmm. shrieking, horrible sound, and I get the heck out of the menus as fast as I can. Huh. So anyway. The state uh, Starcraft Two had that famously. Yeah, yeah I read that. Early and completely uncapped uh, when you were in the ship. And yeah, you like mostly it was whining, but this will probably be some sort of power limiting thing, and you're only seeing it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see it on maybe sixty nine hundreds too. Um, but they're not quite as power hungry as the uh, the Nvidia cards. But I think it's just it it hits a point where it's literally pulling in so much power that it hurts itself a little bit right this is the thing that's supposed to be addressed in i don't know if it's hardware or driver level like the what is the anti-fur mark um fix for gpus is it is it software level or is it actually i believe that's driver i would yeah i would assume almost all of this stuff is driver but anyway getting back to this statement this is via videocards.com and i had also read about this uh, at pc world the amazon games statement today not quote, our fault. Right. Quote, hundreds of thousands <laughs> of people played the New World's closed beta yesterday, with millions of total hours played. We've received a few reports of players using high-performance graphics cards experiencing hardware failure when playing New Worlds. A few. You've received a few. More than one. Apparently You're admitting a some few. 6800s also uh, have blown up. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Right. Standard DirectX calls provided by the Windows API. We have seen no indication of widespread issues with 3090s, either in the beta or during our many months of alpha testing. It's All three of them that you had to test? It's safe to play. But what's funny is, even though they're issuing this statement, they uh, they are going to patch the game. And as, why not? As sure. uh, Gordon at PC World is reporting, Amazon defends alleged GPU killing game, but we'll patch it anyway. So, I I don't know. I don't know if like your Dark Lord in the chat. Like, are there no power or thermal limits implemented in hardware? I don't. I would assume this would all be driver level. Why would you implement fixes for specific software titles in hardware? Just put it in the well, driver. Sebastian, a yeah. game publishing house as sophisticated as and experienced as Amazon. Amazon. Is Amazon. Probably no better. Yeah. <laughs> don't, you, don't you think? Brett, I think you added this. Somebody added this. NVIDIA. Uh, RTX. I did. DLSS. ARM. Linux. What do these words mean to you? 
They have uh, started to support DLSS and RTX on ARM because why not? They're in the middle of their acquisition. But Linux, Linux, it just keeps coming up during the during the show here over and over and over again. Yeah. It should really it's be almost like it's the, um, the year of the Linux. It, it kind of is. And you know what? We're not done. It'll come up a couple more times in the in the show as well. But the important thing to note here is that the most advanced rendering techniques are now going to be available uh, on Linux. So it's starting to become a really, beyond Proton, uh, very viable platform to experience the best possible gaming. I just want to stay, I'm stuck on this screen for a reason. The subtitle of this article at uh, Tom's Hardware? Yeah. This is Tom's, yeah. Is the seeds for the NVIDIA ARM acquisition start to bear fruit. (laughs) Okay. I just want to say, I've had this conspiracy theory for a while now. The only mm-hmm. reason that NVIDIA was buying ARM is just to stick it to Apple. <laughs> just think about it. No, this is no. The Apple true, owns Apple, a license Apple, that they can do whatever they, they want they own it with ARM. Now. But what happens when NVIDIA mm. buys the company that they have a mm. license with? Yeah, I don't know what their terms are. Exactly. Do the terms Maybe. include selling to NVIDIA and then having Jensen take Apple by the balls? No, they own, they own a license that they can, they can implement their own silicon, so... Okay, but they still—they're still licensing the arm. You may have a point. IP. The arm. arm yeah. The M one is just arm. Set. It's just. It's arm the. It's 64. just arm V eight. Yep. They they license the instruction set and I think certain design aspects, but then they're allowed to kind of they because they add to it. They of course they do their own thing. They have. But I don't then they'll add the certain pieces of microcode that make it run poorly on an M one. Mm. <laughs> they might do that. Yes. <laughs> So let's see. All, all the technologies are here. RTX technologies, global illumination, direct illumination, DLSS. I'm not sure what... I, why am I drawing a blank on the RTX memory utility? But there's... there's uh, It's kind of exciting. And, and actually, Nintendo fans, we mentioned the Switch earlier. This, yeah. this could be that little hint that those DLSS rumors about the Switch Pro might have been true. Because the Switch Pro is actually running, uh, it's basically a Linux handheld, like the Steam Deck. <gasps> Linux, it just keeps. I know coming it's, up. It's in everywhere. The... It's everywhere. It is. Windows isn't. Well, except for I, that. that works, I'm gonna seven percent of machines that are. Running I was gonna say something forward. later, but I'll say it now. I'm yeah. I'm thinking that the that Windows 11 is gonna cause an inflection point with people taking a look at Linux again, especially with how strong it's coming on in gaming. Okay. And the the requirements of Windows 11 to have certain kinds of machines, you might see a little bit of more uptake in the Linux side. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna maybe predict that. We'll talk that about Windows 11. I think we'll talk about that a little bit. Maybe a later, bit of a barrier. Because we're gonna yeah. talk a little bit more <laughs> about maybe new life for windows 10 that kind of thing because it, it yes. does seem like you mentioned the the buzz term inflection point and that yes. is i think that might be correct because it, it could just be like new pcs are going to have 11 but 10 10 is still pretty good you can still use 10 don't worry about 11 yep. and those harder requirements so they they kind of want to do a mini apple here and try to force people onto newer hardware for their os but Anyway. Yeah, well, pity that the hardware and OS aren't tied together to him. Exactly. No. And that's the only way you can really do it. Let's face the it. The floggings will continue. Yes. Until morale improves. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, no, at this point, they're just going to continue either way. All right. 
So the Linux story is not done here. There's, okay, there's an, more like, Linux. A sub, the subtext to this. So not to be left out. So there's that that a that a sub underneath four. FSR has been hacked into Vulkan Games on Proton's Linux. Proton, obviously, for game playing on Linux. But yeah, there's a there's an FSR hack to bring it to all Vulkan Games being under Proton. Nice. So even FSR is being brought to Linux. The Linux story just keeps expanding and is well, looking better and better for gaming. It's unofficial. I mean, it's open source now. It's officially open source I, at this point. Is it unofficial when it's open source? I mean, you're I in a quasi. So. Yeah, it's a yeah, fan exactly. Or a, you know, a, exactly whatever developer who's not hey, it's open source. associated doing it. Yeah. But yeah, anybody can do anything they want if it's open source. All right. Uh, yeah. Just like Zombo.com. Yes. You can do anything you want Zombo. at Zombo.com. You can do yeah. anything at Zombo.com. All things. I don't at Zombo.com. Why don't is this like a bubble two thousand bubble thing? Oh, he's so sad sometimes. Yeah. I didn't have a computer at home until nineteen ninety nine. So if it's before that No, <sighs> so it was after. No, okay. it was after that. No, it was definitely Zombo after that. Zombocom. The impossible is achievable on Zombocom. Zombocom. Anything you want. Zombocom. There was a, a very good penetration for their uh, PR campaign among the people yeah. in this group. Okay, so <laughs> we talked about Windows 11 a minute ago. I didn't realize it was the next story. We could have just seamlessly transitioned because Here we go. one of the things Rocket. about Windows 11 was you could get direct storage in Windows 11. You oh, exciting. Yes. Yes, and so that was uh, there was just things you had to upgrade for, and it's annoying because then all these CPUs below like eighth gen were not supported on Intel side, and you couldn't even use an original Ryzen CPU, and on and on and on, and all the complaining I've already done about oh, it. But freaking look at this! Now you don't even need. Oh, look, Windows 11. It's really just an update to Windows 10, guys. We're just calling it Windows 11 because we can enable direct storage in Windows 10. So you're gonna get those next-gen I.O. rates. That sweet NVMe straight-to-system RAM connection. Microsoft changed their minds about Windows 11. And the news is good Surprise. for those planning on sticking with Windows 10, writes Jeremy Hellstrom at PCPro.com. <laughs> so it's uh, interesting, isn't it? Uh, we didn't really ever actually need Windows 11 for anything but... Well, but, but it likes it better. Because sure. Windows 11 was designed from what? the ground what up. What did you oh, mean? Yeah. Windows 11 was you... designed from the ground up. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? It likes it better. Is it a new, <laughs> is it a new kernel? No. Is no. it a new driver stack? No. It's, it's just, just got more bits bolted on. An update. Oh, come on. They moved the dock to the middle. The... And that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, they, they did the Paul Thorat. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Can't forget that. I, he posted about that uh, a year or two ago, and I was like, "How do you do this?" And I click, and it was premium only. I wasn't premium at Thorat.com, yeah. so I couldn't read his tutorial Ooh. on how to center your dock in Windows 10. And so he talked to his buddies at Microsoft. I'm theorizing here, and they're like, "Just put the, look at look how pretty my desktop is, and look, you know, you know how influential I am." So then they're like, that's we're, probably, "We're gonna do it, Paul. We're gonna that's do it probably right." You. It's Windows yep. 11 Therat. That's the code name <laughs> internally. We had Longhorn. Now we have Therat. Speaking of Windows 10, Windows 10 21H2 SE 
2.0 plus 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 turbo oh, super no. LTS almost like a process it's almost like a process node super super fin it's windows 10 21h2 <laughs> se super fin plus 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 s uh, junior that's so that you know that it's not windows 10 21h2 that you can actually download and preview right now right because windows it's totally red different. 13 uh, let's see something to tide you over. Let's see how do you phrase this? Um, I keep saying let's. Well, for some I, reason. A small. I think you said it. A small concession to Windows 10 or Windows 11 is Windows 10 21H2. What does that mean? The second half of 2021, which should be. Yeah, but it's not the Windows 10 coming out. Oh, I'm sorry, that is different from Windows 10 21H2 because this is Windows 10 21H2, right? Yeah. What? Okay. Oh, for God's sakes. All right, let's look <laughs> yeah. on the link from the register here. Windows 10 gets five more years. Five more years. Five more years. Which sucks because if you stick with the old 2019 version, it goes, it's got 10. It still goes wait, wait, to, well, not quite 10, but it's still got eight more years. Really? But it doesn't so go the to the original Windows sure. 10 long term oh, service branch this is, this is a, was a good ploy. until 2029. You upgrade to this one. <laughs> You're dead in 2026. You've read all those rumors but, about Windows 11 being really tough. Well, get this. It's only it'll, it'll support it for five more years, guys. When the original supported for eight. It's a, okay. it's a bait and switch. Kind of is. It's a trap. Yep. It's a trap. It's slightly less insecure, but <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose four years or three years off of your uh, but I'll support. But get that direct storage that much sooner. Oh, Lord. I need it. Mm-hmm. I need that fast mm-hmm. I.O. from my SSD. That's well. I mean, it's faster. I can't wait. It can be to test it out under the right circumstances. Because, like, what if I'm, what if I'm bottlenecked by the interface, right now? Is that like <sighs> the code word? Mm-hmm. Just yes. I can't come to the phone, honey. I'm I'm bottlenecked by the interface. <laughs> that sounds like a Strange Planet comic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bottlenecked by the interface. It's and it's a euphemism I think I, for um, the rhythm method. All right, uh, I think I saw that in an episode of The Simpsons. It's a terrible Tuesday for both Linux. There's that word again, and Windows yeah, sysadmins. Writes Jeremy. I haven't read the story. What is it all about? Um, it re- really sucks for everyone. Okay, so this lady looks very. Uh, I don't know. She might be having a headache. Well, no, it's a headache on top of a headache because I mean she's still got print nightmare nightmares. Well, oh no! Oh, I really want to know. Yeah, I was I was gonna. It, this say, is not. No yeah, it's not plugged into anything. Her monitor. This is the new. I too, I too would have a headache in this, this situation. This isn't even a real monitor. This looks like a. Prop. It's a secure system. Oh, I see. It's yes. Very, very secure. It's, it's a very secure system. It's, it's air gapped. That's, that's this, what that means. I, th- I think this is a Logitech mouse. And if I'm not mistaken, they've just cut the cords off of wired models here. You know, they're always telling us to cut the cords. They're not even using a wireless one. Anyway, what were we saying? She's mad because nothing works. Right. It's like, oh. <laughs> and look, oh, she's even... is. Are these clips... She has a three-ring binder here. It looks like they're not... Are these unclipped? She's like... Well, if they're clipped, elbow. she is now stuck in there. Yeah, she her shirt is caught on the three ring clip. Oh what saying? There was this picture gave me so much that I had yeah, to go it, with it's, it. It's, and I'm glad you noticed. It, and it keeps she giving. She just it thought does. she was posing for a stock photo, 
but it, it tells a story. She it, it she's tells an entire story. The future is an actor. She's definitely embarrassed she was in this story. Let me tell yes. you that. Oh, for sure. Well, well she's embarrassed well, that she's not getting residuals from us because we're absolutely <laughs> not paying her anything. <laughs> <laughs> or using the photo with any attribution whatsoever. Yeah. All right. So someone was playing around with Windows 11 and realized that the SAM... Uh, the security account manager, which is where all the hashes of your passwords and various system passwords and keys are stored and encrypted, was set so that a normal user could read it. And the second you're able to open it and read it, guess what? You, you will find a way to decrypt the damn thing. So they pointed out and said, well, that was kind of silly of you to overlook that. And some other people are like, wonder if it's there on Windows 10. Oh, oh, crap. As of some of the later patches, they've also set it on the volume shadow copy. So literally anytime you install a major Windows update or an MSI installer, a shadow copy has created a snapshot of your system, which includes the SAM, which is readable to someone to just can access it as opposed to having to run as an admin or a service or anything. So this now, is... those are hashed. They're hashed. They're so still hashed, but... It'll take but some work. It's, take yeah, some it'll work take a little bit of work. It depends. But you'll get able to get... You'll get the system, and this is a great one for corporations, you'll get the password of the uh, account that was used to create on, on the first Windows install. So you will get the corporate root account. Um, it will also give you some of the, the system hashes, which essentially are the whole encryption key for that install of Windows, so you can just decrypt whatever the heck you feel like if you can just get your hands on that one hash. So that really kind of sucks, and especially with all that we're going through right now. This is just not great. And you don't it's really want to... Yeah, it, it really is. And you don't want to get rid of shadow, volume shadow copy. It's, it's probably not going to do you well in other ways. Now, Linux admins can't say, ha-ha, Windows, you, you, you screw it, because someone found a very old bug. And That's it Canadian is, for Linux, by the way. Just want to let everybody know. It's beautiful. I can't figure out how someone did this, but essentially if you mount a, a folder whose path, the, the sum of which the characters exceeds one gigabyte, so they were like a million or more nested files, so that the entire string was more than a gigabyte. And then, so you create that, you mount it, and then you delete it. All of a sudden, uh, the mount info on the system will give you full and complete system rights to everything because it's <laughs> given up on life at this point and says, yeah. what the hell, just do it. And so there's a bunch of Ubuntu's, uh, Debian's, and Fedora's that uh, it is doable, and it is easily replicable if you put together a little script to write yourself a, a set of folders nested that deeply that you can actually overload it and just get the keys to any, any Linux system you want. Now, this was actually based upon a system D problem and anybody who really kind mm -hmm. of is, I'm on a Linux, I'm on a Linux a little bit here. So anybody who knows, who understands system D is, is it's more akin to kind of the way that Microsoft might run an operating system rather than the way Linux typically does things with small focused utilities and control scripts and control um, comp files and things like that. So there's been sort of a schism in the Linux community between uh, the init system and systemd. This is actually a problem in a systemd buffer that can be overrun by that one gigabyte. 
one gigabyte barrier that causes it to lose its mind and crash. So, but CentOS uh, Red Hat has already patched it. They got those guys. It's already they're already it's already patched out for it. But the problem, of course, is systemd. And now it's time for picks of the week. Yay! Yep. Josh, start us off. So, uh, you know, I, I I wasn't real happy with my 240 millimeter. They choose the 280 or the 240. The 280 should be the 280. <laughs> it's the 280. 280. Yeah. So a uh, 240 uh, cooler master was pretty loud with my uh, even it was a Ryzen 5600X, and uh, you'd think that that would be pretty quiet as a 65 watt TDP, but it would zoom up and down. It was kind of annoying. So I was like, "What the hell? I'm I'm just gonna go with a. It was it was on sale for me. Get the the 280 H115i and uh, slap that puppy in, and it's so much quieter, and it doesn't get the Oh, this is a refurbished one. Hmm. Anyway, take that is into it? account. It's yeah. probably perfectly fine, but but yeah, that it, uh, it, it's so much uh, quieter. It doesn't uh, zoom up and down like the old one. Uh, you've got the uh, the IQ uh, functionality you plug in to your USB, and so you can monitor everything and adjust fan curves and all this great stuff. And so uh, it's 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 a good product for for that much money. Excellent. And you I, know what isn't a good product for this much money? What? My pick. Okay. I was just mm. going to say the H115i is great, and I, I'm to the point now where I don't think I'd want to deal with a 240 anymore. 240 is passe. It's got to be 280 yeah. and up. Because they even if you don't need it, like Josh is saying, it's not like it's an Intel processor, but it still is more efficient. So you can run it that, at lower fans. That limits your cases, though. A lot of cases uh, will not handle care. a 280 Throw in certain areas. cases in the trash. Jeremy... You said you mentioned something about a pick. Oh no! Oh yeah! Is it? Oh no! What? LG has released the price on their 65-inch oh, okay. rollable OLED TV. Uh, you know the one that, the that rolls that the... down, back up. Right. It's only going to be a hundred grand, so you know, easily, oh. easily affordable. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the same panel, but it rolls out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, arguably not even that great of a lot of panels. Is that the, the Intel guy sitting there watching it? Yeah, it looks which, similar which to him. Guy? What? Which Intel guy? He's not wearing socks. No. You know, Ryan's boss. Raja? Yeah. Raja. Okay. Maybe. See, Wait, he's the only person who could Hold afford on. Is it? Uh, no, no. I mean, look, Roger's a pretty good-looking guy, but this guy looks, he looks a little bit more like a professional model here. Oh, poor Roger. Mm. I'm sorry, Roger. I mean... Yeah, and that, that's a different view. That's line view in. Yeah. So you can just have, like, a little nubble of your TV sticking up. It's, oh, it's nice. not fully yeah. erect. And that's it's what just we want. We, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just poking out. It's like, hey, right. I'm yeah. here. I'm, I'm yep. ready this for This is that kind of show, by the way. It is this kind but of show. It's, it's not fun. fully engorged yet. And look at that. No, there it is mm. on a cold day. Here it is. Uh, Justin. <laughs> Ready for someone to trip back. over. You've heard of shrinkage, right? Just came out of the uh, pool. Yep. Yep. This is a nice apartment. Whoever has this loft, lucky. Well, they can afford a $100,000 TV. Exactly. So, I and mean. That's what this is for. This is for the super rich. It's an inane toy of the super rich. And it, it's. <laughs> the inane toy of the super I, rich. I have a OLED <laughs> LG 
uh, you know, what is it, B series or B six from 2016, <sighs> and the after five years of near constant use, I still don't have any burn in because I kept the screen shift feature turned on where it constantly moves the screen a little bit from side to side. And well, but, boy, does this one ever move? Yeah, duh, yeah, but. Uh, mine has corner damage. There was some sort of impact that nobody has confessed to. Hmm. And, but still, Do, even, if this, even if I replace even if I replace this, what did your son break this week? Nothing. Oh, yeah, uh, that should be a podcast. Even if Shit, I replace my, my TV every time my son breaks it, Wait. I would still never spend this much in my entire life to have a <laughs> sixty-five inch OLED at all times. This price is ludicrous. Yes. It's like those gold-plated iPhones with jewels encrusted in them. Oh, hey. What what was that uh, Mac sales this week? Brett. Uh, Actually, mine is TV-related as well. But it's from MacSales.com. But they actually do tend to pick up... Stop it. They do tend to pick up some things that are universal in their application. Mm-hmm. This is a an interesting TV wall mount. It'll take up to like 170 or 180 pounds. So Not for monitors. You exactly. practically could. But the interesting thing about this is it allows you to uh, tilt the TV, but it allows you to tilt oh. it totally flat so you can get at the back to wire no, it. No, no, no. So this is so you mounted. can put it. No, this is for bed. <laughs> this is so you, could. you can mount the TV you above could. your face. This yeah. is the so the wind, the earthquake this happens the and it falls. That's no, but not it's what it's meant for. It's, it's strong. It is. It says it right here. Uh, 180 for, pounds for uh, sleepers. Let's see. You, you could design to make the, installation the vase, of flat panel TVs and monitors a one-person job. Easy installation. It's because it allows it to tilt to get to the back. It's I very sturdy. Bed. Seriously, you could. You definitely who, could. Who likes having to awkwardly prop themselves up? Like you have that weird kind of like leaning against the back of your neck thing, kind of trying to oh, get it's comfortable against the pillows. Nobody wants that. Put it directly right. over your face. Yep, you can just reach up over your head and just kind of pull it down, and so you're like laying straight in the back, looking oh, up, and there it is. Only twelve your available. Twelve. Sixty-five left. inch. But look at the price. It's thirty-five bucks, man. Now this is Vesa 200, so this isn't good for monitors, but most TVs have this spacing, especially you know larger 50 plus, 40, you know 42, 48 probably plus televisions have this Vesa spacing. So this is a reasonable, very sturdy base amount with a tiltability. Oh, okay. Lots 42 of tiltability. inch and larger are probably yeah. going to have this spacing. Mm-hmm. So you know, but that, thirty-five bucks, man. Get yourself a sixty-five-inch OLED. Though, hey, hundred and fifty bucks normally, as they say, hundred fifty dollars normally priced. Well, this seems like a heck of yeah. a deal. Yeah, it's probably a lot less. The shipping is just yeah. eighty-five dollars. Oh, stop! Wait, it's actually, not. it says shipping, free shipping on most orders, forty-nine dollars and up. So you've got, you've got to find. I you know, know you throw can do a couple it. of. Right, you everyone gotta, you owns an iPhone, right? dollars so worth of stuff. Throw in a couple of lightning cables. Sure. Yeah, those Lightning's USB-C cables are actually cheaper there. I noticed that last time mm-hmm. I they are. Yeah. On their Good price. There. So yeah, this is actually a real television pick. So go take a look at this if you need a television mounted to your wall and you still want to access the back. Okay. Or you want to put it over your bed, whatever. You can do either one. My pick is a piece of free software. Now, I'm sure anybody who's watched this podcast for any period of time 
knows that I am the sort of vintage PC nerd of the group. Where I, I, it's like a hobby for me. And it's a dangerous hobby. It's an expensive hobby. And I'm trying to wean myself off of it and use more virtual solutions for old hardware. And of course, DOSBox is what everybody's like, well, just use DOSBox. Why do you have this old crap? It's just DOSBox. It's called DOSBox. It's true. But DOSBox, and I like, I use the vanilla original DOSBox, which is, of course, multi platform, it's been around forever. And then there's, there, I've used the perfect pixel mod for a while. Was a another fork of it. There's other forks. I had never used DOSBox X somehow until now, and it is life changing almost. That's overselling it a little bit, but it's 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 absolutely phenomenal. It's when you actually load it up, it isn't different necessarily. It just looks like DOSBox, but you actually have a menu that makes it so much easier to configure things that and it has more it's more powerful it it has more options it's like i can go right down from the drop down and say um i want to do perfect pixel opengl like i can just do this stuff instead of editing a configuration file or having a specific version of dosbox that's been modified to support this so you have way more control over cpu speed you can just on the fly. I'm like, I want to emulate a 486, no, a DX4 486, 100 megahertz now. And it just changes it instead of like like going up and down on CPU speed or manually setting CPU cycles in the configuration file. There was a little bit of uh, like an option before you could do like 46 slow, 386, like that sort of thing. There was a few different CPUs, but this is way more advanced. So if you've used DOSBox, try DOSBox. X and it's on every platform. Not actually, look at this. Not only do they have a Mac version, Brett, but they have I saw that. They have an ARM-based Mac version. Oh my. You can run this Ooh. natively on an ARM-based Mac. You can run it on Linux, you can run it on Windows. Windows you know, Apple. X, Windows XP. You can run it on a Windows <laughs> XP device. Apple was very Gee, I stingy could load up about Archimedean it. Dynasty on this and play it in Glide. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of interested in the PC98 um, capabilities of this, and I want to. I I really want to get Windows 98 running in it. That would be great. Windows 98 running in inside of DOSBox X. Yes, that's crazy. On an M on an M1, you uh, could do that. Even even more crazy. On that note, honestly, I'm gonna thank everybody for watching slash listening this week, and we will, in all likelihood be back next week to do it all again so thank you until then thank you good night good night